Your secret is safe with me. To even it out, I'm gonna tell you all of my secrets. Oh no, that's not necessary. I once forgot to brush my teeth for five weeks. I didn't actually sell my last car, I just forgot where I parked it. I don't know who Al Gore is, and at this point I'm too afraid to ask. When they say 2% milk, I don't know what the other 98% is. When I was a baby, my head was so big, scientists did experiments on me. I once threw a beer at a swan, and then it attacked my niece, Rebecca. That'll do, Andrew. I wanna take things slow my mind in cruise control Yeah Yeah, yeah nigga The off season The off season nigga We off for niggas What the fuck you talking about? Applying pressure, starting my crime with crime festers. And now it's showing like they in they second trimesters. That's why when niggas throw a shot or two online, I pay no mind to they benign gestures. Nigga, please, I got my mind on much bigger things to say the least. My latest speeches sound like they was released by David East. Versus hit hard, never pitched hard or played the streets. These niggas whips hard behind closed doors, can't pay the lease. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with living check to check, cause most have to. Instead of capping, why don't you talk about being a broke rapper? That's a perspective I respect. Because it's real, what it's like to be nice as fuck, but got a stress to pay the bill. Yo, I can feel the tension in the air. Oh my god, Jesus is here. I can feel it in my plums. Jesus is in the building. Jesus is in this. What was it? <laughs> Denny's. What was the thing from the office? Jesus uh, is in chilies. the Jesus in the chilies. Got him his chilies tonight. <laughs> That's that right there is fresh off of the J Cole new album song called Applying Pressure. Go ahead, Dave. Hit, hit the. Because that's the feeling I got when I say that, when I say that, that J. Cole new album, album called The Offseason, dropped on Friday, was a, a ear treat, if I had to say so myself. How you felt about that album real quick? Just a quick recap, Dave. How you felt about that? Mm, yummy, yummy in my tummy. <laughs> That's, we're going to get into it, yes, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to we, get... We, that's just a little taste. We're mm-hmm. going to talk all about... It's one taste. We, we're going to talk about the album. We're going to talk about our reaction to it. Talk about some of our favorite tracks. Right. Because we love J. Cole here. But, uh, Dad, what's up, man? We back. We back and better than ever, dude. We 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 took a week off. You know what I'm saying? We, uh, we had to celebrate... Um, Dave's birthday. First off, first off, we forgot to introduce ourselves. We might have new listeners. My name is Dev Cruz. This is Dave Cruz. Welcome You're... to the Cruise Control. This is episode 37. We're bringing in the energy, the fire, the snake noises, anything you could think of. We are bringing it to your ears. We're bringing it to your headphones. We're bringing it to your car speakers, whatever you're listening to us on. We... <laughs> We hear menacing laugh in the place to be. Last week we missed the episode. We understand. We love you guys. We want to make sure that we're doing right by our listeners because you guys are the reason that we keep going and that we keep bringing out new episodes. It was Dave's birthday. You know what I'm saying? We had to do it big for Dave's birthday. We were celebrating the whole weekend. Even and then when was your actual birthday? Was it Tuesday, Dave, or was it this past Tuesday? It was Tuesday, yeah. right? So we were celebrating over the weekend. You know, we had some things going on over the weekend as well that we just it was rough for us to get it to last weekend. And at the same time, we put out a vote on Instagram, and um, yes, we go ahead. we we you know for for people who've been paying close attention, and I know some people have, we started out recording on Sunday nights for a Monday morning release, right? Yes, sir. And then we said, well, let's try Monday nights with a Tuesday release. Yes. And then we did that. And then we did a couple episodes where we did a Tuesday recording with like a Tuesday afternoon release Mm -hmm. 
or Tuesday evening release, mm-hmm. I should say. So we really wanted to try try those on. You know what I mean? Try those different hats on, see how they fit. Sunday was kind of the, the go-to early on. Then we went to the Mondays and we was really testing it out. So we put the poll out, right? On the on the IG. Yeah, we and put, we said, we, what do folks prefer? We put our polls out. What was they what were <laughs> what were people saying when we put our polls out? Um we actually had a real close vote, Dave. It was nobody voted for Tuesdays, mm-hmm. but it was it was basically split. Wonder for, why it basically split for Sundays and Mondays. I was surprised by that because Tuesdays are trash. Tuesdays are trash. We can yeah. just throw Tuesdays out the window. I think people would rather let Tuesdays be complete trash mm-hmm. than try to inject some of this uh, beautiful goodness into their Tuesday, right? Because it's like, dang, like I ate that good slice of pizza when all I gotta eat is this oatmeal. Okay. Actually, I kind of like oatmeal. <laughs> right. What's a bad food? Um, cabbage. It's like I got a slice of pizza among a bed of cabbage. <laughs> like, who wants to do that? <laughs> so Tuesdays was out. Yes, sir. And then Mondays and Sundays was left. Yes. And you said it was close. It was very close. I had a lot of people. Mm. I had a lot of people um, DM me saying Sundays they would love Sundays. It's just a, I guess it's a fresh way to start off the week. People, a lot of other listeners said Mondays because they like the vibe of coming in on a Monday that you might be dead on a Monday, it might be corny, but the cruise control makes you laugh and gets your morning going. So Mon- Mondays actually squeaked out by one vote. Did you get any votes? Did you anybody message you or anything? Yeah, like that? three of my coworkers said Sundays. <laughs> three of my coworkers said Sunday. All right. No, nah, but I did. Seriously, I got a couple people that text me and said they like Sunday into the Monday. Record Sunday, release a Monday. So release to kick Mondays. off the week. Okay, okay. So that even adds more votes to Monday because from my votes, it was. Wait, it was, when you say Monday, you mean record Sunday, release Monday? Yeah, yeah. Release okay. on Monday because I put on Instagram when do you want us to release the episodes? Okay. So I had a split vote between Sundays and Mondays. Right. Somebody messaged me at the very end, like on Friday, said that they wanted it on Monday. Okay. So the, that we so, cares anymore. So at the so end mon- of the day, this Mondays, is where we are. Yeah, this is where we. This is where we at. So Mondays so we recording. And listen, this is what we're doing now. Uh-huh. This is it. This is the gold standard. Yes, sir. So we're moving forward. Thank you to everybody who participated, who gave feedback. Thank you, God. We appreciate y'all. Thank you, God. Thank you, 97.5, the fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And that's how we're bringing in episode 37. So before we even get into the episode, like we said, we're releasing on Mondays now. We got to do our top five from, from the week yeah. before last so week. So I'll start out saying that my birthday was good. <laughs> Yeah, like you see how I don't care about I that. I had a John. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thirty-one. What you do? Shouts f- out to me. What you do for your birthday, Dave? What was special about it? Listen, man. Off rip. Off rippy. You know what I mean. Got together with a few folks. Mm. Went axe throwing. Mm. You know what I mean. I wore a red lumberjack shirt. You did. Shout out to all lumberjacks listening right now. All of them. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. You know what I mean. Keep that lumber up. <laughs> can't tell a person but, uh, to keep their lumber up. I was tough at axe throwing, as usual, as what, expected. What place did you come in an axe throwing, if you don't mind me asking? Birthday place. <laughs> you came in, what was it, second to last, right? No. Yeah, I thought you was ninth. No. Nah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I know you I was, was drunk. I know you was so bad. No, you wasn't. I was drunk as a skunk, dude. <laughs> no, they never laugh. I know you was so bad that the axe uh, trainer lady said, let the birthday boy win. It's his birthday. <laughs> Don't call me a birthday boy, yo. You I haven't been a boy in like several years. So why don't you let the birthday boy win? <laughs> we fried you up. Nah. Nah. I was getting mad bullseyes and everything. I just, you know, I wanted everybody else to have fun. 
So, uh, you know, then then got 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 had a little get together with a few people. Yes, sir. Um, it was a nice time. I appreciate everybody yes, for sir. showing love mm-hmm. and hanging out and sending the messages. A lot of people message me, text me, yes, sir, Instagram me. You know, I got a love out a lot of love out here in these That's streets. That's good. That's good. I'm glad. You and then, it. um, you know, on my actual birthday on Tuesday, that was the weekend before. Yes. On my actual birthday. Went and took a tour of a brewery. What's the what was the brewery? Yingling. Shouts Ooh. out to Yingling. Shouts out to Shout Yingling. out to the whole Yingling family. Yep. And, and DG Yingling. Yep. Yeah. Yang Michael Yang, Yingling. Yang Yang twins. Uh Rebecca Yingling. <laughs> Is that what their names was? I'm just saying first names. <laughs> you went on a tour. Yingling. No, no, you know. Yingling's cool cause it's uh it's it's local, it's in Pottsville, PA. Mm. And um it's America's oldest brewery. I got to go walk through like the original caves that they had. Caves? Caves, dude. They built caves to keep their beer cold. Oh, that's crazy. Into the side of a mountain. I was in the side of a mountain on Tuesday. What were you doing? Tuesday. I was working. Yeah, you was on the side of a lawn <laughs> somewhere on somebody's property. He <laughs> was in Bucks County. I was in Pottsville in a cave, bro. <laughs> That's what's up though. Get your life up. That's what's up though, man. I'm happy you I'm happy you had fun. I'm happy you had a good birthday. I'm happy Thanks, you had a man. good Thanks, man. Thanks for asking too. Huh? Thanks for asking. I did in the beginning and then I forgot and then now I remembered again. So but I'm glad you had a good birthday. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad um we I was able to celebrate that with you. I was one of the people that went axe throwing and I was there the whole time. So. Oh, were you? Oh, I'm, sweet. I'm excited that you got to celebrate it and had a good time. Um are you done with your birthday now? <laughs> What happened with the top five last last uh, episode? So last episode's top five, we did our top five celebrity crushes. <laughs> hit that sex noise button, Dave. Hit that sex noise button. <laughs> <laughs> we should record that and make that a, a drop. Yo, I, just imagine people listening to this at work. <laughs> <laughs> What what's, you, your song, what's your sounds that you make? Huh? <laughs> I don't be having sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sound right here. <sighs> I don't be having sex, man. I don't know yeah. no more noises anymore. But um, but no, so- I'm Eric Clapton. You know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they call me Eric Clapton out here. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. All right. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, no, top five celebrity crushes. And the votes were close, Dave. Um, you actually, you took it by one vote. I, I just did the tally. I just did the tally. I believe people was doing that because it was your birthday. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to give the birthday boy some love. I, I don't think so, man. <laughs> I saw the debates. They were spirited. and Yeah, people were talking about it. People and, were talking um, about it. You know, I got a lot of love yeah. from my, my picks. I picked some more... How should I say it? Beautiful women. <laughs> I don't know how to put it in in the best terms, yeah, but was, uh, the was, most beautiful. I was I was um I was I was shocked that look I understand we both got different tastes. If you looked at our list, guys, and you could fi- you could find that list on Instagram or Facebook. Um, on Instagram, cruise underscore 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 control pod, or on Facebook, you can find us Dave Cruz Dev Cruz. We put our list up there. Dave had people like Nia Long, Salma Hayek. Um, uh, Kelly Rowland was your wasn't that your number one I believe Kelly no, Rowland number two Kelly Rowland was your number two you, you had um, I wish we would have did honorable mentions did we do honorable mentions no we didn't 
because I definitely would have put Faith Evans, man. Faith Evans. Is I had tough. I had a I had a crush on Faith Evans from when I was little. Mm, I'm little, and now I'm big. <laughs> he big, and she knows me as Eric Clapton. <laughs> he the birthday boy out here. Faith Evans would have been a good honorable mention, but um, I was surprised. Like I Tessa had, Thompson was my number Tessa one. Tessa Thompson was your number one. She got hairy underarms. I put Zoe Saldana on there. People were chopping on. I look. I can get that some people might have not liked Kate Beckinsale. You know what I mean? The uh, Gal Gadot. Um, I can understand that, but like Zoe Saldana is kind of bad all the way around. Rihanna, that was got the most love on my list. Nobody was hating against Rihanna. People didn't like Scarlett Johansson. I thought that was a little bit interesting to me as well. I got some votes for it, but I was surprised to see people give me some backlash on that. Like I thought she was just known as like a beautiful person mm. all the way around. She's Do not, you see the issue here? She's not light because she's white. You didn't have much melanin on there, man. I had two. Again. <laughs> it's a top five. I can only do so much. Again. <laughs> you Because you had one white girl on there, that's why you won? <laughs> Where's the exactly button <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So Dave took the top five last week. Shout out to Dave. He he's gonna um be able to pick who goes first. I know sexy. In a in a spirited in a spirited debate that we're gonna have later on in the episode. This debate is gonna be a very good one. But before we get into the debate, before we get into anything, we gotta talk about what happened this week. And I think Dave Dave got the topic to start us off this week with Yo, I'm uh, sad, bro. With a nut, you sad? I'm sad, B. Why you sad, man? It was your birthday because, week, man. It was because, your birthday man, week. My idols are falling before me, man. Who? Joe Budden in the JBP podcast. <laughs> you talking about Mr. The JBP is dead. You talking man. about Mr. Pump It Up himself? The JBP is dead, man. <laughs> Why are you sad about that, man? They not dead. <laughs> because, Dev, listen. Mr. Pump It Up himself? Yes. What First happened? of all, for those who don't know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a podcast out. It's called the Joe Budden Podcast. Yes. With co-host Rory and Maul. Maul. Joe Budden made Pump It Up. <laughs> and that's the only song that was really popular. It was in You Got Served. Yeah. And um, he started a podcast that was basically it was a lot like this one. They copied off us. Basically. And uh, they talk about like hip hop. Sex. Current events, politics, blah, 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 blah. And then he got his two friends that he was really cool with. Mm-hmm. One guy, Rory, White Bull. Okay. Maul. His best friend from years and years. And they started doing a podcast and it got real popular to the point where they were doing tours. They were like selling out shows and stuff like that. Live shows, um, tons of listeners. They had an exclusive deal with Spotify at one point, yes. one of their biggest podcasts. And then they uh, because of some contractual stuff, they became free agents. So fast forward to recently um, uh, to give quick context, Joe Budden got a little bit mad. Mm-hmm. At uh, the guy Rory Because he felt like he was Being Basically uh, uh, What's that called When you're like Not behaving at work Insubordinate Like a menace <laughs> He was being insubordinate well, You know what I mean doing? Moving his he chair just When he was like, sit down <laughs> No he was like Saying that He kept uh, He put a whoopee cushion He kept like Challenging him to fight him And all this And uh, He put a whoopee cushion On his chair <laughs> He threw a banana peel out in front of him while he was walking. In a group picture, he put the bunny ears behind him. <laughs> and he was just fed up. But no, he, he uh, you know, they, they were having some beef. Okay. So he told the guy Rory to take a couple episodes off. Clear your head, get right. 
But you need to take some time off. Who is he to tell? All right, never mind. The boy Maul, the friend Maul, uh-huh. the other co-host, he's like, how are you going to tell him to chill and take a couple episodes off? This is our thing together. You can't do that. That's disrespectful. So then Maul decided to sit out the episodes as well. Mm-hmm. So then Joe Budden with the rest of his team... They kept pushing. They did episodes. He brought in a couple of his friends, like other friends. They sat in temporarily. And then it ended up being for like weeks that the other guys, the original co-hosts weren't there. Then they came back. They kind of cleared the air or at least talked about it for a couple weeks. Then the whole podcast took a vacation for like a week. When they came back from the vacation, it was a wrap. The guys weren't there. Oh, man. And then Joe Budden spent the whole episode talking about how Basically, um, you know, he figured that they weren't satisfied. They weren't happy about what was going on. Um, He felt like they were ultimately money hungry, that they were trying to say that they needed or deserved more money. Mind you, his podcast has millions of listeners. And before COVID, they were doing tours, you know, um, um, shows across the country. They were doing festivals and also they were bringing in a lot of money. So these guys were lucrative, like they're making money. Right. And um, he felt like they were just kind of complaining off money. They kept asking him to see like the books and the accounting, but he felt like this is my show. My name is on it. Right. I'm like the head honcho and y'all have to do what I say. And y'all are contractually obligated to me. So I'm gonna play this clip real quick, Dev, go ahead, of go Joe Budden actually firing these guys live on his show. Wait, before you play it, like if it was like me and you right here, like me firing right. you or you. Yes. Like if right they, now you said I'm fired from the cruise control. But they were there in the in the room with them. No, no. They oh, weren't okay. there. Okay, okay. They weren't okay, there. Okay. So let me start. Let me let me play this. He still feels like he has choices and options. He feels like he's entitled to more. Rory, you are in breach of your contract. And from this point forward, you are fired. And you're not welcome back. Does anybody in here have a problem that I'm the person that has to say that? No. <laughs> Maul, I'm the person that has to say that. The gall of you to think that you are observing the way that I am. To think that I have to come to you about a problem I have with another man. We have things sorely mistaken around here. That's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. He's he's on that bullshit. (laughs) He's on that BS, Dave. So he fired his two best friends. Well, he fired the one. He fired the one, right. And he told the other one, see, I'm the boss. This is the things that bosses have to do. You have to fire people. And he was talking to two empty chairs. He was like, because <laughs> it's the no same people. camera angle that they record. And he's telling them, yo, you fired. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who was he talking to? Because he was looking at an empty chair. Yeah. No, he was talking to their um, ghostly images. That's whack. What do you think about that? I think that's whack. I, okay, I'll say this first off for people who, who for those who don't know. I'm David's a bigger listener of that show than me. So he he's more of a fan of it than me. I've caught some episodes, but I'm not, I haven't really listened to it through and through. Now, with that being said, <clears throat> I think that's childish. I think what you have to understand, and he and he said something in there that caught that caught my attention, where he said, "For you to think that I have to come to you or talk to you about another man or talk to you about something, I think that's different because this is work." And for us, for example, 
the cruise control would be nothing without Dave Cruz as for as it would be nothing without Dev Cruz. So if we had an issue or if don't don't give me that look. <laughs> don't give me that look. Don't give me. You said way too many names in there. The cruise control would be something with me. But go ahead. Continue. Sorry. No, stop playing with me. But just like that show. Now, Dave, let me ask you this. Since those guys haven't been on. Has <laughs> sticks and stones may break my bones. No, right, right, right. Since those guys haven't been on, how has the show been? Personally, do you think it's been good since the two Rory and Maul haven't been on that show? Well, he brought in his friends. Um, he brought in this one guy named Ice, who's like a he. He has like a Twitter following, whatever. But he's mostly just a regular bull who kind of knows some famous people, and he brought him on. Okay. Then he brought his other friend Ish, who's like really his friend. He works in like construction or something. But they've been friends for years. So he brought them two on. As it turns out, my personal opinion, the guy Ish wasn't bad. He's pretty funny. So I think he he was kind of like a breath of fresh air. The other guy, Ice, probably could do it out. Yeah. But for a lot of fans, the point is that the Joe Budden podcast is Joe Budden, Rory and Maul. Those three that that and then even their producer guy, uh, Parks, who's like their, you know, engineer guy. Mm -hmm. That group is the group. So it's really like, it's the, it's the podcast is done. Yeah. If these guys are beefing and they they aren't seeing eye to eye, then it's a wrap. So you, it's never gonna be that thing again. My thing is, my thing is, I think he was wrong when he told the guy, uh, Maul, I don't have to come to you for this. I think you do. I think if you're making a big decision like that, where you want to get rid of a main pillar of your show or some something, this person, I like I said, I haven't watched, listened to the show, but if they're getting millions of views. This guy has to be a part of that. He has to be a reason that they're getting some of those views. I'm not going to say he's the reason that they're getting all millions of them, but he has to be a part of it. So for me to say as a person, this is the Cruise Control podcast for me to say, yo, Dave, you're out of here like as a rat for you. And I don't need to discuss with anybody. I feel like that's wrong because you are such a big part of and what I, I have could right see, now. you know, hypothetically. So you, you know, you were the one that came up with the idea for this pot. Uh, yeah, everything. Right. I was out just being great. You know what I mean? <laughs> Living lavishly. Um, and you came to me and you were like, I want to do a podcast. I think us as brothers, we have a good rapport. We can do something. Yeah. People will enjoy listening to us just talking. That's probably, I mean, I know for a fact that's the same idea they had. We're friends. People would enjoy listening to us. Yeah, of course. So you could... Try to pull that like boss card and say like I'm the one that created the show, therefore I get to make the call the shots. Nah. You could do that. Are you interested in doing that so I can rumble you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm not. I, I I like the dynamic of the show. Maybe it's different because we're brothers. So what if we started making millions of dollars? Yo, I'm. If yo, somebody came to us right now and said, "Yo, we're gonna give you a ten million dollar contract," I say, "Give." Five. How would you work out the, the I splits? I say, "Give five to my brother and give five to me." That's it. I'm not. I'm not worried about the money like that. Even if I came up with the show, even if I, you know, started doing the research All and right. stuff like that, I wouldn't mind it. You because, say that now, but you know, that's what this is. No, what this is. No, I but this disagree. is what we're looking at. But I, this is what we're looking at. I know this is what we're looking money at. Money starting to change people. I disagree. I totally disagree. Well, I think... Go ahead, go ahead. My fault. Because I know you got more to the story for it. Yeah, so the other guys did respond. They ended up sitting down in a podcast studio and they recorded a response to him. So I'm going to play a couple clips from Rory and Maul talking about their side of things as it pertains to the 
Joe Budden podcast being broken up. Okay. It was the simplest contract on earth. Mm-hmm. This was. shit was very easy. It was, not, it was not some crazy back and forth. But according to him, we didn't, we don't know what the contract, we're percentage based. So Dave, uh, for those who don't know, let us know who, like, I don't know who any of these guys are talking right now. Like, so, so who's the who's the guy that was just the talking? The first guy that's got like the higher pitch voice. That's Ma, uh, Rory. That's so, the white guy. That's the guy that got fired. Yes. Okay. And then the one with the deeper sounding voice who's talking right now when I hit play. Uh-huh. That's the guy Maul who's like best friends with Joe Budden. Okay. And they go way black. Blah blah blah. Way black. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I see the narrative is people think that we work for Joe and we're employees and we get a salary. That's not what it was. We have a percentage-based contract. And also people... So we have to ask for accounting because how else will we know what we're supposed to get? We need to see the numbers. We get a percentage of whatever comes in for the podcast. I've seen a lot of people making, oh, LeBron wouldn't ask Genie Bus for the books for the Lakers. I'm like, LeBron is a salary. He don't give a fuck what the Lakers make as long as he makes 50 million at the end of the year. He doesn't give a fuck what the Lakers make. But if he was getting a percentage, if he was getting 30% a year, he would need to know what the Lakers made that year. That's just basic. basic so that's, that's just to kill that narrative of we were asking to see the books and we are employees and that, and that whole stupid narrative. We had a percentage-based contract. So you have to see the numbers so that you see everything that's coming in and everything that's going out. So we get to accounting, which is in our contract that was drawn up by Joe's lawyer, my lawyer, Maul's lawyer, super standard with profit. That becomes an issue. I want to make this clear throughout the rest of this response that I asked always the simplest questions ever. This narrative of me being this difficult person or this person wiling out. I also have those emails that everyone speaks about where I'm being difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stopping it right there, but that that's what their stance was. It's like pretty self-explanatory. You're coming at us saying that we are disrespectful for asking for accounting from you, mm-hmm. but their understanding is they own a percentage of the podcast. Yeah. They're paid off of percentages of whatever income comes in. So Maul's point, which I thought was a good one, is if I'm a salaried staff member or like if I was your employee and you said you're going to make t- $2 million a year, I don't care what you bring in, what the podcast brings in. As long as I get my $2 million that I, we contractually agree to, I'm good. Right. But if it's a percentage, then I need to see what's the whole number we got. So that then I can get paid whatever percentage we agreed on of that number. I agree. I agree. I mean, he they're not saying anything wrong. And that's the thing that people probably don't understand or people probably don't look into about contracts. You can't compare it to a LeBron James. You can't compare it to a, you know, a, um, a Jalen Hurts, you know, for to keep it in Philly. You can't compare it to a Miles Sanders who those they're not getting a percentage. They're getting a set salary. Hey, Miles Sanders, you're going to make. You know, $500,000 this year. That's just throwing out a random number. He's probably making more. But you're going to make $500,000 this year. And he says, okay, I accept that. That's what he's going to make. And as long as he get that, they don't short him a penny, he's going to be fine with it. But if they say, yo, we're going to give you 20% of whatever the Eagles make as a whole, and he gets $500,000, what if the Eagles made way more than that? You get what I'm saying? And he right. deserves more, right? Exactly. See what I'm saying? Because the Eagles will challenge you. Right. You feel me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's it. So look, <laughs> I got one more clip that I want to play before we move on. These boys got the funniest voices, though, too. <laughs> boys sound like recess, like one of those recess characters. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> the white boy. Uh-huh. 
I'm not difficult. <laughs> I, got, I got one more clip I want to play because this is where uh, the guy Maul starts off and he's talking about what he thinks happened with Joe Budden. Ultimately, that changed him. Okay. Or that that illuminates where he thinks his head is. Of this podcast, I feel like Joe feels like a lot of the success of this podcast is based off of his music career. <laughs> Right, I feel like he thinks it's a trickle down effect from his music career to the podcast. And my thing is, it's not. I've been in some of these cities when you were a rapper, Joe. I've been in some of these cities. It wasn't this many people weren't showing up for you. And see, and and, and again, it, through all of this, I've had time to replay some shit in my head, and you know how certain shit has start to like come together. And he said something at the Highline Ballroom show we did. When we were in the dressing room He had went outside He had recorded the people Wrapped around the corner And he came back And he said Yo I got these niggas Wrapped around the block I got the I got the I got the line around the corner And I looked at him And I said Joe You don't have the line Around the corner We have the line Around the corner Because you've done show His music career That's what he said Ah, I can understand. <laughs> Yo, y'all didn't see the wrapped around the corner. Y'all wasn't here. Y'all wasn't here. But when I played that song, Dave just did three head spins right now. <laughs> and then Wade's crew came out the uh, the back room. <laughs> Wade's crew. They was all wearing three X jerseys. <laughs> That's why I had to put on this little Saint hoodie that I got on right now. Give it up for the little Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he said his music career. <laughs> So I think what he was saying is He said I got him lined up around the block <laughs> No we got him lined up around the block It was his music career Dad. It was it, You think so? It was You think it was this right here? Drunk you came to get it on Fortified O's in your bank to get it on Roll up like that plank to get it on Plank to fit it on Came to get it on Till you gotta hurt back. Mm. Who you know saying bars like that, Dave? Mm, not Maul. <laughs> not Rory. Not, not the boy from recess, correct? Right? <laughs> For real though, Dave, I'm curious. He said his music career, right? If I say Joe Butter's name, what's the first song you're gonna think of? Pump, Pump it, it up, up, right? What's the second song you're gonna think of? Slaughterhouse. <laughs> That's not no, I'm talking about Joe Button by himself. Um <laughs> Alright. Hammer dance. <laughs> Hammer dance. Alright, let me show y'all something. Let me show y'all something. So since his since this guy this is what they believe that his music career is the reason that the podcast is popping off. I'm gonna play you his second most played song. And is this one right here off his first album called Fire. Here we go. Let me just make this statement loud and clear. Jersey's here. Some dudes got problems. I forgot about this dog. Some people see me What? <laughs> he came with a ton of money. A ton of money. 
You never had a ton of money, so you wouldn't even know that. I forgot about this song, though. For real, for real, they is lined up around the block because of Joe Budden's <laughs> That's music. why I lined up. <laughs> Line me up. Lace me up. I feel like when you listen to Joe Budden's music, you got to do a head yeah, spin. Listen, listen. <laughs> you we, gotta, got, we got to move on. We got other stuff to talk about. But listen, right. at the end of the day, uh-huh. I'm sad, bro. Don't be sad, man. I'm sad because this is a great podcast. Yeah. It's really one of the few that I just listen to consistently. They put out twice a week. It's very similar to us. Like, I feel like we, the way that we approach conversations is very similar to how they do. It's just, two, you know, a couple people chit-chatting about stuff and making it fun. And to see that break up, it gives me it gives me little hope, man. Like, I feel like we're going to break up next. No, no, the cruise control? Yeah. I want to take things slow. We not going to break up. I don't even rhyme, man. <laughs> It's not, it's, it's, What's up with your bars? It's a soliloquy, dude. It don't gotta rhyme. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're gonna break up, man, nah, because... Nah, never. Like, I, I just noticed the way you've been coming in lately, and, like, you just been looking slappable. Like, <laughs> you ever seen Come somebody on, that looks man. real slappable? I, I just... Every Come time I look dude. at you, I want to throw up Come on, out of my man. anus. <laughs> Come on, bro. Don't hit me with that noise, man. Yeah. We be chilling here, man. I, I, I'm chilling with you, and I allow you to come dressed like this, looking like this to this podcast. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I started this. <laughs> you know what I feel me? And I got I got people lined up in, in the front on the front door. About two or three people lined up because of because of what I started. You know what, Dad? I'm gonna say this. What? You're fired. <laughs> Expired. <laughs> Expired. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this, Dave. The cruise control ain't never gonna break up. We 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 live in large, and you know what? Our numbers. I'm I'm gonna be. We gonna see a million bumps and views right now because the Joe Budden podcast. They're gonna they're yeah, gonna play co- pump it up. They're gonna come over to the Just cruise the control. Just It's like yeah. putting out the, the sonar. They're gonna they're gonna bump over to the cruise control. Yo, to all the cruise controllers out there. Yo, rep us hard this week. This week, Joe Budden podcast is demolished. They're done. They dissolved. They don't have no more. They're not going to have any more viewers. They're going to have some, but... You know who's going to take their place? Who's that? Us. Us, baby. Us, we going to fry it out here, dude. Cruise Control Podcast is coming, and we taking all the listeners and everything else in the book. That's how we get it. Let's oh get God. it. All right, what else we got, Dad? Um, Dave, I, I think I think this is a topic that you talked to me about before the show, so I, I might I might let you go ahead and handle it. But I, I'll I'll introduce it. I'll go ahead and I'll talk a little bit about it. But Dave, did you? I know we talked about it here before. We talked about a bunch of verses, right? We had DMX rest in peace versus Snoop Dogg. We had Rick Ross versus Two Change. We had Ludacris versus Nelly. We talked about a bunch on this podcast, and we really brought it to life because there are a bunch of great artists who have a bunch of great music that make people feel good about themselves. But we got a we had a challenge this week, Dave. Somebody challenged Little Bow Wow. You know, you remember Little Bow Wow, right, Dave? Course. You remember Lil Bow Wow? He has great songs such as the Little Bow Wow song, Like Mike, Like Mike 2, and Like Mike 3. He's been on a bunch of great songs and movies. But he got challenged this week, Dave, by another little person. None other than Lil Romeo. Ooh. This is like a clash of the titans. And someone has been officially called to the table. You know how Godzilla and King Kong fought? 
This might be more. This might be bigger than that. Listen, put this on HBO Max. This is astronomical. Versus. This is astronomical. Is astronomical, dude? Can you spell that real quick? Astronaut. Nomical. As a s. So. Not kidding. Romeo recently came out and said, "If Bow Wow does a goddamn battle and it's not with me, don't do it. If Bow do a battle, I'm open for it." So he came out firing right out the gate. Then Bow Wow quickly responded via Twitter with, You sure you want this smoke? I see you calling me out. You sure this is what you want to do? To which Romeo wrote on his Instagram stories, Yes. Regarding this versus talk, I give this man Bow Wow uh-huh. his roses since we was kids and even reached out myself multiple times to celebrate him and our era together in a creative way. Our? I could <laughs> Our era. I can put my pride to the side if it means doing something positive and bringing nostalgia back for a dope generation. He said, now, if you think this is smoke, my brother. He said, if you think this is smoke, my brother, Uh we could hit up Logan Paul and get one of those boxing tickets. Oh, they want to rumble. Hey, he just called him. He so said, a rumble. He said, he said "Listen, when I'm gonna punch you in the face, and when I'm done, I'm punching you in the face." He said, "You know me in real life, bro. We aren't kids anymore. Leave that for the fans. This ain't about the competition for me. This is about showing the impact that two young black kids had on the entire industry. Young. That's what I feel about us. What? Two young black kids having an impact on the podcast industry." I'm a young black man. He said, that's the win to inspire the next. It's no limit. All right, you this- got my number. Hit me. <laughs> Signed with love, Romeo. Wait, that was still a little Romeo throughout all that? Yes. So he challenged them to a rumble? He challenged them to a rumble. That was such a random, like, f- like. Then pop- he said, we two young black kids. <laughs> that was such an up and down of feelings. Like, it was like, yo, we are, we are at the top of the charts. Let's bring them back. But I'll rumble you real life stuff. Like, real come up to me. I'll rumble but you. Yo, congrats face. on your baby. <laughs> but also, I'll stab you <laughs> if I need to. <laughs> but also, I heard you got your master's degree. That's awesome. Keep pushing, King. I heard. I heard he got his master's degree from um, ICBU College. <laughs> ICDC College, Dad. <laughs> Come on, man. Yo, Dad, this is this is two heavyweights, man. Nah, this is this year. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. I'm gonna be. I'm, let's let's keep it a hundred beans. Dave. Oh, this is what Bow Wow said. Oh, response I'm, back. Yeah, response back. Oh, it was a whole. It was a whole. This story. listen. This is gets even juicier, dude. <laughs> he says. What he said. I come from an era where if you a legend, uh-huh. you a legend. Ooh. Already he's talking that legendary talk. <laughs> no need to remind folks. I'm only 33 and I got more work to do. Dang, he's only 33? He is. Dude, he's three. He's two, two years, years older than me? <laughs> God been famous for 17 years. What you been doing? Nothing, bro. <laughs> Front desk manager. <laughs> he went over our, our job history yesterday. You know me. <laughs> A versus for me right now makes no sense. I was just a part of a good era in music. I wasn't that important. A lot of big facts were dominant. A lot of big acts, sorry, were dominating the 2000s. Wow, he called himself not important. Humility. Wow. Interesting strategy. (laughs) Gotten. (laughs) I'm nothing. I'm nothing compared to some of the greats. I'm Naval Lint. (laughs) I mean, I like that, though, because he did come up in an era where, like, there were way better people than him in that era. Dev, <laughs> let me ask you the proverbial question. Go ahead. Who's who you got? 
Bow Wow versus Romeo. Oh my God. I mean, so little Romeo had one of my favorite commercials of all time. I think I think you know what I'm talking about. I B I D C I I B D C College. <laughs> I D C College. <laughs> <laughs> you figured mm-hmm. me, Captain? Come on, Dad. Come on. I C D C. I C D C. I C D C. That's us, Dave Cruz, Dev Cruz. That yo, he had, he was already seeing us before he could even think about it. I see DC College by Little Romeo, where he sat and he rapped about the different things that you can get from this online college. Say I see DC. What else? Say I see DC. Okay. I'm so I see DC. Say I see DC. How much money you think he got for that? Twelve dollars. <laughs> He was dancing in a regular polo shirt in front of a white a white background, saying "ICTC," doing the, a two step with the said, with the with the college uh, email underneath. Him. <laughs> Yo, it says call eight 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 two five 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 nine eight seven underneath him on a banner. They play that song after the Judge Judy go to commercial. <laughs> That's nuts. And man. we'll be back to Jerry Springer. I say ICDC college. <laughs> Yo, you So needless to say, you got Romeo in this one. As you as for sure. As you know. And Romeo had the show that Romeo had the show. Right. Romeo must die. Ro- <laughs> no, the show he had on Nickelodeon, remember? The little Romeo show? Oh yes. Yes. Okay then. Okay. Okay. You see where I'm at with this? Okay. He had a bigger impact on our childhood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause what was Lil Bow Wow doing at that time? Um, everything. <laughs> everything. Yes. Was Lil Romeo in Max Keeble's big move? Oh, what? Was he performing at a? Uh, Come on now. At a Johnny Rockets <laughs> with a milkshake in his hand. Come on now. On top of the tables. You know where we at with it? Sure. Well, you know where we at. Max Keeble big move is is one of the top ten childhood uh, movies of all time, and you know that. You know where we be at with that. And what was what was little Bow Wow doing? Nothing, bro. What like Mike? I mean, he was just doing this. Turn that off. Come on, man. You gonna disrespect my boy like this? Was he was he on this type of tip right here? This little Romeo type tip? He definitely wasn't. Can I request a song? Come on, man. That was me talking in the beginning. I requested it. Dave, what artist you know could take a Michael Jackson song, switch it on him, and put it to his own name? Can I request this song? I mean, since you want to take it back to the to when they first came out. Little Romeo. 
Listen, that, you had the Harlem Shake to that joint when you when but you heard it. That's what I started doing right now. You didn't hear it on the table. I would have my back turned. I'm sorry. <laughs> but listen, you talking about Romeo having a little Romeo show? What movie made you want to find some sneakers on a uh, telephone wire Space and put them on and hope that you gain powers? Space Jam. Listen to what the question. <laughs> what movie made you want to go grab some sneakers off the telephone wire and see if it made you turn that's, into that's specific J.R. Smith? That's that's specific though. You know what I'm or saying? Or some other great basketball legend. But listen, did, did Little Bow Wow have a song on on Kangaroo Jack? I think not. You already know where I'm going with this one. You already know where I'm going with this one. Right about now. Come on, Dave. Everybody right now turning their volume up. The sounds of Little Romeo. Uh huh. The new No Limit and presidential campaign. Two white men. Hit it. Dad, this John got 11,000 streams yes. on Spotify. Because old heads don't got Spotify, they got YouTube. Right now. I know you remember this song. When I came to get down, I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to write the microphone. Call me a pretty boy. Come on, man. Come call me a pretty boy, Dave. Call me it right now. <laughs> They're playing basketball. Uh, all around the we world. If you in your car is driving to work right now, turn your radio up to level 10. Let's go. <laughs> All around the world. Yeah, I know. This is so, so dead. favorite sport. Uh-huh. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. Come on. I keep it so fresh on the microphone. I like no it's Come on, dad. Come on. Come on, dad. I don't want to Listen, I don't want to hear the this is Romeo Miller. My what? parents always told me how important the education What's that? That's why I went to college. And education sticks with you and keeps you on top. ICDC College uh-huh. sets you on the right track. It does. Earning your degree in careers like Homeland Security, Medical Assisting, Crime Scene Investigation, and Addiction Counseling. In today's world, you got to take command of your future. At ICDC College, you'll get resources like financial aid and your own computer to help you accomplish your goals. Turn this off. Turn this off. No. Wait, it's your time to Dave, he was explaining to me how I could better my future. Yo, who actually does this? Who <laughs> <laughs> be at home making a turkey sandwich and they see this commercial and little Romeo inspires them to call a college and be like, put me in college. Please. I'm trying to expand my diversity. Hi, can I speak to ICDC? Yes, I would like one college, please. <laughs> Yes, Little Romeo has inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> like, who who actually, uh, like, cashes in on them stupid commercials? <laughs> Wait, we didn't even get to see, like... I would re- No, I, I'm, I'm asking a serious question. I, I don't think... Like, I would really love to know what the numbers are, the analytics are, on people who actually call up 
to go to like Education Connection or ICDC College or something off a commercial. I don't think people. And why it always got to be with music and like a singer? I don't. The, my thing is, I don't think people. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're expecting people to call right away. I just think they want to get the wheels turning in people's heads. You you feel me? Like, I don't know, man. I just think that. I just think that you need a celebrity on that on that type of tip to kind of get your college moving. Like ICDC ain't doing I remember ICDC had that that white girl. You remember that? That white girl who did that commercial? And I'm looking on YouTube right now. It actually has 4.1 million views. <laughs> you remember that white girl? I got my ID. <laughs> That's Education Connection. Oh, they was frying. Play it. I forgot Education Play Connection. It. Let's see which college we want to go to more. Oh, that's a Michaels commercial. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm looking for an hourly wage. I went to high school, didn't do great. Still, I gotta make more cash. <laughs> education is what I'm looking at. When I get a degree, I will make a bigger salary. So now I've got to see which college is right for me. She's frying this John. Find out my direction. I'm taking my classes online. Getting my degree on my own time. Education connection match me with the right college for free. Get connected for free. Free education connection. Get connected for free. All right, cut this off. Cut this off. Wow, that was fire. <sighs> she should do a little bow wow uh, versus. This white John? I feel like we should have like a national signing day set up. <laughs> and I got the education connection hat on one side of the table. And the IC- ICDC. Well, you didn't let little Romeo. I'm taking my talents this year. <laughs> education connection. With, you saw how she had the she had a tree of ketchup and mustard bottles. I used to work at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like who orders just ketchup and mustard at the table? <laughs> she had it on a tray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can I have 10 bottles of ketchup and mustard, please? Assorted. She said, I used to sell my coochie for dollars, <laughs> and now I want to elevate my life. <laughs> so I decided to go to school to get a cosmetology degree. <laughs> my culo is wide open. <laughs> Learn to do eyebrows on my own time. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down your edges anytime. <clears throat> Yo, that's funny, man. That's funny. I think she was really down in herself at the beginning of that commercial. <laughs> I was really trash at life, and I hated myself. <laughs> He's ketchup and mustard Yo, bottle. Education connected sa- saved her life. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. I think I hit the mic. I'm sorry. I think um, this is a good time to move on because we got a, we got another topic that we want to get to. Before, you know, getting getting around that time. But I will say this: if this we versus- love versus, man. Huh? Let's just make let's just see it happen. We love versus. I'll watch a little Bow Wow versus Romeo. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would skip that day. I'll watch that, John. Man, see what happens. See who's littler. <laughs> what if they just came small? <laughs> Just do a height check, stand shoulder to shoulder, back to back. I'm small. And they do like this. With their hands. <laughs> Put the, wave your hand above the head. Dude, see, I'm taller than you. No, it's just your hair. Your hair you got tough hair. <laughs> All right, take our sneakers off. We both go take our sneakers off, stand back to back. 
I, I, I'll say this. That would be one of the worst verses I've ever heard. I do think I, I, I will switch my side. I do think Lil Bow Wow would probably uh, demolish Little Romeo in a in a in a in a verses. Little Romeo just don't got songs like that, especially twenty. I don't think he even came out with twenty songs in general. Like I think yeah, he, that's where they would struggle. Maybe th- they should do like just like a verse, <laughs> not a verses. <laughs> It'll be a 15 minute verse. Yeah, just one song against each other. And then one college commercial. <laughs> oh my god. Nah man, but we'll we'll uh we'll move on for this one. That that uh, that's uh that's a horrible, horrible verse that I do not want to hear. But there is something, Dave, that came out this week. Mm, that we did want to hear. Yep. And and, and and she already know what it is. Now if the education connection girl went up against J. Cole. That would be a tough match to me, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a there's a bunch of bars there that cannot be skipped, mm. you know what I'm saying? But this J Cole album right here, Dave. All right, so so let's let's just do the introduction and all that. J Cole came out with a new album called The Off Season. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, it dropped on Friday. Mm-hmm. People were hype off rip. People were just excited. People were been happy waiting to hear for this, it. man. The last time J. Cole gave us an album yes. was KOD in 2018. And how was that, John? I thought KOD was pretty was was, was pretty awesome. <clears throat> I do remember that some people complained about like the style, some of his flow, right? Some of the production. They felt like it was like more experimental than anything else. Okay, but I feel like it was just him and his element at the time, and yes. I think artists go through that. Mm-hmm. So I liked I liked KOD a lot. Yes. Um I still say to this day, 2014 Forest Hills Drive is his best album. Yes, Forest Hills Drive but, is, a, is a classic album. But J. Cole, man, he's like getting into this atmosphere where it's like I really think he's he's like pushing to be considered among the elite of elites. Yeah. Like, like he's it's like everything he's touching is gold at like this point. Biggie Tupac type of up there, Jay-Z. I mean, you're just saying a lot of names back to back. <laughs> I don't know where. I'm just saying, like, he's working on it. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. He's heading to that. He's he's on the correct. If he keeps <clears> at <throat> this trajectory, he's gonna he's gonna end up there, Dave. You can't deny he's, it. He's I, I will you I'll say deny it. He's definitely at the point where he's generation defining. Let's yes. say that. Yes. Right. So in the generation of hip hop that he's in, he's starting to define the generation. But he released it. Is this? This is. What are you laughing about? Because you said he's definitely generation defining. <laughs> and on the trajectory that he's in, he's definitely defining a generation. <laughs> I was in high school saying words that matched the words I said before. <laughs> saying them differently. But now I'm going to go to school for free. Ketchup and mustard bottles on this train. So, J. Cole, this is his sixth studio album. And that joint. It's called The Off Season, and it was released on Friday. And, and let's just call it. And listen, at 12.01 a.m., I was at my Spotify. <laughs> I laid out a nice set of clothes just to listen. What was it? You camped out? I was camped out in front of my phone. And as soon as I saw the off-season upload, I started, I pressed play on the, on the intro. And what happened? Off Rippy. And what happened? <clears throat> Man, listen, I loved it. <laughs> Yo, man, I, listen, listen, I, I couldn't skip it. It's, it's unskippable. Let's call a spade a spade. That was un, what, one of the best things that I've heard in a while, in a while, because we've had a lot of out like a lot of artists that we consider good. Kendrick, J. Cole, you know, those those top tier artists. Bow Wow. 
<laughs> Bow Wow, um, Britney from Education Connection. Like a lot of those artists haven't haven't released. <laughs> yeah, the Bull from Recess. A lot of them haven't released um, music in a while. So it was just like a breath of fresh. Like it was amazing. Dare, like Dave said, dare say it's an unskippable album, and I'm not gonna dare say it. I am gonna say it. I couldn't skip a track. On Listen, that album, you, dude. you now you know where I'm at in life. I'm trying to get fit, right? Okay. So I went to the gym Friday morning. Okay. Okay. What gym you go? Following to? me so far? What gym you go to? Planet Fitness. Okay, that's where they they serve pizza on Fridays, right? No. <laughs> no, due to COVID, that a lot of that has been nixed. All right. But listen. I'm in the gym Friday morning. Okay. I listened to that album straight through like six times. Okay. From when I got up uh-huh. to when I got done in the gym. Like just back to back and didn't skip. And how many box jumps you did at the gym when you heard that, John? Zero. Never. I'm never doing a box jump. No, no album is going to make me do a box jump, Dad. Only if the Education Connection girl starts singing about box jumps. I used to jump over nothing. Then I got a degree and started doing box jumps for free. <laughs> Dev, I'm never doing a box jump, okay? Get that out your mind. Why are you to never do a box jump, I'm man? just not, dude. That's a risk I'm not willing to take. A box jump? That's the stupidest. Yo, a box jump is the stupidest concept, actually. Like, I'm trying to get in shape. Let me just put a box right here and jump on it. Just if you don't do a regular push up or a squat, that's like do a bench press. That's a fat person's way to get out of it. Dude. No, box jumps are stupid, yo. I used to jump over nothing. <laughs> then I found this box. I'm saying just don't do box jumps. But I listened to that John straight through. Should we talk numbers before we jump into the album itself? Okay. Talk 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 your number talk, Dave. So after uh this weekend mm-hmm. is is I believe on track to be number one on the Billboard charts, which you can yeah. argue whether you care about Billboard charts or not. Okay. But uh, it's sold, it's estimated to end this weekend, which is going to end in a few hours now, uh, anywhere between 280 to 310,000 units. Now, just off a weekend. Right, just off the weekend. And that's in an era where people aren't buying projects like that this people do streaming spotify apple right. music so everybody's on their streaming platforms mm-hmm. they're either pandora spotify apple music okay you rarely see people actually purchasing whole albums people still do so in today's metrics 280 to 310k that's like massive that's probably like getting close to seven eight hundred k when you used to sell cds in yeah. a weekend in a weekend yay Ivy. but Olive, it's Christmas Day. <clears throat> I'm reading here a tweet that said, uh, this is from uh, a Twitter account called Chart Data that tracks like musical okay. numbers and stuff like that. It's the largest streaming debut on Spotify for the for 2021, for this year. So already, okay. just a weekend, it's the largest streaming debut. Uh, it had 59 million streams this week. Just off weekend. the weekend. Saturday and Sunday. Just off of a Saturday and Sunday. 59 million streams dude and, and that was all due to Joe Budden <laughs> they lining up across the street to stream J. Cole's they album lining up around Spotify dude 59 million streams <laughs> thanks to Joe Budden so Dev tell me this what's up what was uh, give me your top three favorite tracks on the album okay okay so off rip uh, I guess we'll do it like we do our top five I'll start from three and end down at one so, f- 
for me off Rippy, um, I liked and we played this song actually at the beginning of the of the uh, of the episode, and that was um, applying pressure. Mm-hmm. Applying pressure would probably come in at number three for me, as as a uh, when when we're talking about my top five for J Cole's album. Then after applying pressure, <clears throat> I gotta go. Pride is the devil. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of hunger on the hillside. Hunger on the hillside was. A, I like that beat. I like the message. That's behind the last that. track. That's the last track, right? But uh, pride is the devil with little baby. They both flame that joint. I gotta give it to little baby on that one, even though mm-hmm. I didn't know what he was saying. It's me and your baby. <laughs> he was definitely talking like a little baby in that joint. But I liked. I after looking up the lyrics, after paying attention to the song. Those two kind of, I'll give two A and two B to Hunger on Hillside and Pride is the Devil. But my number one, man, punching the clock, dude, where he had Dame Lillard interview in the beginning. And then he came in rapping like off that beat and 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 giving you the flow and giving you the can I Dave, can I give you one taste real quick? Go ahead, man. Can I just give you one taste? We're here to talk about it. This is my number one. This is your favorite song. This is my favorite song on the album. It's called Punching the Clock. And the person speaking in the beginning is Damian Lillard, the basketball player, so people know. It ain't nothing I want more. Ain't nothing I want more. I, ain't, I told you when I first came here, I said I ain't come here to waste my time. I came here. They gave us a chance to get in like we asked for, and that's that's what we here to do. Yeah, nigga, two six. Job still ain't Straight done, up. but I, I said you, you know what I'm here for. Back on top, punching the clock, clutching sanity. I got more cribs than habitat for humanity. Shit profound, we propagating more profanity. Paid off collections for recollections of calamity. The shit pop off, I learned to duck under the canopy. Till it cool off, they murked a nigga right in front of me. Told him to come off his chain for trying to floss. Died over a cross, just like the start of Christianity. When I- <laughs> Died over a cross like the start of Christianity? That's nuts, bro. We paid off collections from recollections of calamity. Now listen, when you have an artist who can rhyme calamity and canopy in a song and mix that with Christianity. He said he got more cribs than Habitat for Humanity. John has got me educated and connecting all together, dude. How you got more cribs than Habitat for Humanity? That's a whole nonprofit <laughs> that all they do is build houses around the globe for all of humanity. <laughs> Yo, they really build houses for humanity, and he got more houses than them. Nuts. It's just too much. Boy, crazy, man. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when he when he said that stuff. And, and one thing that I like about hip hop, Dave, and I don't I, I don't know if I've, we ever talked about this, but I love when artists do that. I love when artists can start a verse. And mind you guys, when you listen to this whole song, I'm not gonna play the full track, but when you listen to this whole song that uh, Punching the Clock, he rams that he rhymes that e like um, humanity, um, canopy, all that e part at the end. He rhymes it through the whole song. Right. From start of the verse to the finish, right. he rhymes that through the whole. That's just crazy to me. I didn't even know that there was that many words with that ending, in it, and he just proved to me that there was. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, man. I, since we since we talking um good bars, good verses. Firstly, this the, his his um skill level with rhyming this album is definitely. You can tell he's like reached another level or another peak, right? Because his rhyming is so intricate and i think he displays a lot of different 
talents on this album. Like one song is just like hard street bars. Yeah. Like the intro I-95 South mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna give you like a street song that you can like play before you're gonna go rob somebody to or something streets. like that. <laughs> before you're gonna go to the streets, you play this. Right? But then he got songs that's like real reflective. Yeah. Then he got songs that's like he's copying the uh kind of like the trap um flow that a lot of people uh rappers have now. But since we talking about bars, Dev, I do want to go back to what you said about what we played at the beginning, that applying pressure. Yes, sir. I sent you this um, lyric. Yes, you did. The other day when when I was listening to it. But let me see if I can find it real quick. So I think it's in the middle of the song. Uh, never pitched hard or play the streets. These niggas whips are behind closed doors. Can't pay the lease. Uh, mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with living check to check. Cause most have to. Instead of capping, why don't you talk about being a broke rapper? That's a perspective I respect because it's real. What it's like to be nice as fuck. But gotta stress to pay the bills. That was me in 08. Seeing no cake. Not even on dates. I celebrated my birth. Just did the mental math and calculated my worth. Shit crazy. Didn't know I got more M's than a real Slim Shady video. Big ball. Let's Rick Ross more like a wavy hideo. Coachima, they tote steamers round the way we tippy toe round. Dev, listen, when I heard that verse and that part right there, box jumps, I started doing box jumps. (laughs) Amazingly, amazingly, 12 boxes jumped up in front of me, 48 inches each, and I just box jumped over all of them, dude. Landed right up top, two flat feet. I mean, because he starts out saying, I did the mental math. Okay. Eminem. <laughs> Eminem is mental math. M.M. Why would he mental say that? Mental math. Why would he say that? And I got more M's than the sl- the real Slim Shady video. Because in the real Slim Shady video, there was all, all the white people look like Eminem in that video. Right. Okay. So the video had a lot of M's, a uh-huh. lot of Slim Shadies, and it was one of the most viewed music videos of all time, like millions of viewers. Got more M's. And my brain hurts. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Then he did the Hideo Kojima rhyme, which I'm like, first of all, whoever uses I know, when he Hideo said, Kojima, when he that's said, the guy that created Metal Gear Solid, the game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So wait, what did he say? He said, like Rick Ross, uh, what did he say? What did he say? He said, um, dang, I just... We just Cause I don't understand why he would say that. I didn't even know who that was. I thought it was like a a proverb. Or Slim Shady video, big boss, let's Rick Ross, more like a wavy hideo. Coachima, they tote steamers round the way we tippy toe. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he said big boss like Rick Ross, cause Rick Ross calls himself the boss. Yeah. I'm so wavy, like he said. I'm so wavy, hideo Kojima. He said they tote steamers round the way, so we tippy toe. And Metal Gear Solid. The bull snake used to tippy toe around. That was like a big part of the game. Was just like sneaking around the bases and stuff. You were like this army guy, and you would you were trying to figure out what the issue was. Right. He he dev. He mentioned Hideo Kojima, a game developer. <laughs> Why would he say that in his verse? Why would he say that for? I don't understand what's going on. Like <laughs> I am confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in Metal Gear Solid. The, one of the nicknames for Solid Snake was Big Boss. That was like his alter, his, uh, he was cloned from a guy named Big Boss. I, Big Boss, like Rick Ross, I'm so wavy, Hideo, Kojima, they tote steamers round their way, we tippy toe. How do you say that? Damn. For real, Lil Romeo will watch him, though. I said, oh, 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 oh. 
my my headphones was burning up, man. Dev, look at me. I, I started having a calamity in my brain. Dude. Like when you die in a video game. And then he used calamity in the next song. Come on. There was no box that couldn't be jumped over when he said that. <laughs> what other? Come on. We, Dave, let's, Dave let's, went to go do a box jump and jumped over the planet fitness. Jumped over the planet. <laughs> let's get it. Why would a song make you jump high? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Okay. So, wait. I did it. Are you doing this drawing? My life. Say what? The stuff that I seen got me traumatized. 21. I let the K go when Johnny died. Swinging them motherfuckers side to side. We don't participate in with that squash shit. All we believe in is homicide. I got a good heart, so I send teddy bears every time we make their mamas cry. Oh. I pray that my past. <laughs> Yo, 21 Savage. Why he float on it like that? And why he said he sent teddy bears when we make their mamas cry? <laughs> Then later in the verse, he said, he said, y'all smell like chicken and y'all like look like breast to me. Mmm. I know that feeling. All I see is chicken and y'all look like breast to me. Yo, why would you make somebody's mom cry and send her a teddy bear for right. killing her son? Because he got heart. Because he got heart. Yo, he's so weighty. Can Tw- joke. I always say... I- <laughs> I always said 21 Savage is my favorite corny rapper. Yeah. Like, I feel like everybody has one. You know what I mean? If you if you grew up in my era, mm-hmm. you, the current artists now, most of them you really don't relate to, mm-hmm. or you just get tired and kind of annoyed by that, like, new trap style rapping, whatever. Yeah. But you always got that one. For I like me, 21. it's 21. Yeah, I would agree with For that. For me, it's 21. What was your top three songs? You didn't go through your top three songs. Uh, you didn't go through your top three. Yeah. Just to give people an idea of what to listen to, of what to... When they when they tune into the to the album, what should their eyes look at first? What should their what should their fingers tap on their phone to play that first song? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are we looking at for your top three? Starting for off with number me, three. Starting off with number three. For me, I'm gonna say applying pressure. Number three. Yes. Okay. Because I felt like the bars was crazy there. Um, the second one, honestly, I'm like the more and more I listen to it, the more I like the interlude. Which came out, it was like the preview to the album. The day before. Right. Came out the day before. And I like the interlude because it just got like a vibe to it. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but the beat, it's got like that mm-hmm. sampling and stuff like that. Um, I just really, I like it. But my favorite, hands down, gotta be Pride is the Devil. Let me hear some. Let me hear some. This is just like... Off rip with the Spanish guitar. Came out in the summer too, just riding out in the, in, with your windows down. Pride is the devil. Think it got a hold on me. Pride is the devil. And left so many RIP. Pride is the devil. Cole got better with his singing too. <laughs> How you compliment his He's voice? He's much better with his singing, like <laughs> serenading right now. Let's get it. You over everything to fill the void and when you're gone will i have anything or will i be destroyed yo i don't think cole gets enough credit for his his hooks are you gonna keep singing i thought you were gonna say singing <laughs> no. like, hey, he also don't get enough credit for singing Compliment his voice he's tough here we go here we go 
Bright lights pass me in the city, it's emergency. I'm thankful cause I made it past my 30s, no one murdered me. Still remember vividly, me too. nigga that pulled a gun on me. I'm petrified but moving like I got no sense of urgency. Pride make a nigga act way harder than he really be. Pride hide the shame of sin and cut off all utilities. Pride hide the pain of growing up in hell and poverty. Pride make a nigga... You know why I like this song, Dad? What's up? Because he's, despite like the good lyrics, <clears throat> the great beat, the great production value, he's also talking about something that has a meaning to it. Yes. He's he's the song is about pride. Right? And he's saying how pride can really mess you up in a lot of different ways. Do you have pride, Dave? Listen, I'm very proud. <laughs> Ain't too proud to beg though. For what? Box jumps. <laughs> <laughs> more and more box jumps. <laughs> Feed me box jumps. <laughs> you feel me? Yo, you a clown. But Dev, this is the song also that got little baby on it. That is true. And I love the hold on, let me see if we can. Pride is the devil. You gon' think gonna, it's coming right here. It's coming right here. Yeah, cause they like rapping to each other. So listen, this right here, Dev. When they hand off the verse like, mid flow, it's like quarterback running back. Like, it literally, it feels like that. It's like quarterback running back touchdown type of vibe. But but I challenge people to understand what little baby is saying, cause his voice is kind of nutty, yo. But go ahead, go ahead. Much money to count, what's the amount? Ten of a bounce. I got a pair, nigga, to add it up. Then pay somebody to make sure whatever amount he say, I'm bag it up. Direct some racks, I'm racking up. Stacking up, you reaching or acting up. Break it down, weigh it up, not back it up. Make a five of mine, that's regular. Nigga, playing with us, that's negative. Go back to start, that's never. I'm a boss, my closet never. Ain't no off days on my schedule. Long as I live, we live forever. So my twin and shit get better. These niggas that slip, let me ahead of Got my feet up, I pay 70 bands and have sets on the jet. I don't need them, that shit in the past. I'm feeling like what's next. Got my speed up, foot all on the gas, just not a CA vet. I can beat them. I believe in me Just tell me what's the bet How my pride gone What'd he say? Go ahead uh, I mean, I understood it Say those lyrics back to me He said like You know, after Cole came in And handed it over to him He says Back it up, back it up, back it up I'm pride when I'm slagging I'm sliding when I'm slagging I'm sliding up in these leggings And I'm sliding up on these checkings <laughs> I don't know. He said my closet looking mess around, mess around. I'm gonna live forever <laughs> but it was cool though No you gotta like Listen closely to try And figure out What the guy's saying <laughs> Yeah cause pride Is the devil But yo J. Cole said He got a guy that He, he hired to count his money Then he got another guy To make sure that He counted it right <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy I don't even got money To somebody count I can count it myself I barely even count mine Zero I just look at my account And <laughs> see that it's, it's down After all my bills is paid <laughs> He got two different people Checking on each other's work <laughs> Back it up, back it up, back it up. He's tough though, man. He's tough. Cole, Cole came out with a with a classic album, in my opinion. De- definitely an unskippable album. I, I love the album. I think it's a good project. And I will say this though, Dave. I will say this not only excites me in the sense of just his great music, and I'm happy that it came out, and I'm mm. happy for something good to come out. I'm excited to see what's to come next because you know how the you know how the game works they say somebody drops something then it, it kind of sets the bar for everybody else for that year and he dropped this what it's it's may right he mm-hmm. dropped this in mm-hmm. may so you got almost a half a year left a little bit more than a half a year for rappers to come out with an album to kind of trot to kind of uh top this so i heard that kendrick and um Drake are supposed to be dropping albums actually within the next within the next uh 
two to three months. Okay. And I tell you this much though, Dave, because you know this personally about me. I am a huge, huge, huge Kendrick Lamar fan. And you know that I always say, I always choose Kendrick over J. Cole. That's always been a discussion that me and you have had back and forth. So I will say this, as I'm excited for J. Cole's uh, album and what he did with it, from what I've heard from Kendrick and what he's done in the past, I think J. Cole needed to come with a little bit more because I, I do believe this next Kendrick album that's going to come out is going to set this year on fire and is going to outdo this, Dave. That's just my opinion, early, Yo, early we, opinion. I'm, I'm mad we forgot to talk about this. What? Why did J. Cole randomly just come out and um, admit that he had a fight with Diddy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Kendrick, it reminded me of it because some oh, yeah, of the rumors true. are that, is that that happened because... Diddy was trying to disrespect. Uh, he was he was gonna throw a drink on. Yeah, he was Kendrick. gonna spill a drink on Kendrick. Right. Cause um. So the 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 rumor is is that Kendrick in a song called Control, uh, which came out five six years ago. It was or, like twenty fourteen. Yeah. Or something. It was it was a long time ago, but he came out with a song called Control. Uh, Jay Electronica, Big Sean were also featured on the song, and Kendrick was just going off. He was name calling. He called out Drake. He called out Tyler the Creator, Meek Mills. Not really called them out, but kind of challenged them to do better. He called out J Cole was one of the rappers that he also called out. But in that verse, he proclaimed himself the king of New York. Right. For those who don't know, Kendrick is from Compton, which is in L.A. People weren't too happy about that. That's a West Side guy calling out. Um, the east side and saying not only do I run the west but I also run west, the east west, west. Diddy uh, is the king of New York <laughs> so Diddy wasn't too happy with it <clears throat> and you know Diddy is um, he found Biggie Smalls and like he put Biggie on the map so he's kind of like yo Biggie's the king I of mean, New York I mean this is all rumor don't disrespect right that he but, was mad that he said he was the king of New York so they were at like some uh, MTV awards after party yeah, or something like yeah, that yeah something like that and it was a party. All these celebrities. J. Cole was there. Kendrick was there. Diddy was there. And that Diddy was going to throw a drink on J. Cole. No, no, I, no. Kendrick. Or he on was Kendrick. Spill a drink on Kendrick. And so J. Cole kind of was like upset at that because he's like, why would you do that? That's, that's corny. So that he went and basically confronted Diddy about it. He defended Kendrick. Right. I heard a different rumor that at the party, J. Cole was dancing too close to Cassie. Who's Cassie? Who Diddy was dating at the time. Oh, the Cassie. Cassie. I don't know. <laughs> Dad, come on. Regular How you don't know Cassie? Regular name. To she me. was in your top five celebrity crushes. <laughs> I would do seven box jumps for Cassie. Oh, but either way, that's hilarious. Dad. So he said that he was, <laughs> the rumor was that he was dancing up close to her. And so Diddy wanted to get J. Cole kicked out of the party. And they rumbled. And then they ended up rumbling. Either way, that's hilarious that they rumbled. They also denied it way back when. Like, when it happened, they were all denying it. Yeah. Um, and then he comes up, pops up on a song talking about <laughs> my last fight was with Diddy. <laughs> and then he said he bought Diddy's album and played it so much that you would have thought he was his biggest fan, blah, 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 yeah. like when he was a kid. Yeah. So, I guess, I'm sure it's water under the bridge. I think they're cool now. Oh, yeah. But oh, that's yeah. hilarious that they Why had a would, fight. That's such a random fight, dude. Jake versus Diddy. Yeah, like, Diddy got dolphin teeth. <laughs> that Diddy is got, a crazy fight, Diddy got yo. the littlest teeth in America, dude. How would you fight him? <laughs> but he's filthy rich, man. I know. I have little I teeth. I wonder how many accountants he got. Uh, he got an accountant to count the accountant that counts the accountant. <laughs> I wonder if he went to Education Connection. <laughs> and did box jumps. No, nah, Diddy um, is the king of New York. <laughs> Diddy, um, what, what was I gonna say? 
Um, the thing about Diddy is that he he he's such a rant. Like he's done he's done a lot right for for the community. He's done a lot for hip hop. But does he really deserve? Like I don't know, man. I feel like anybody could have saw like Diddy's big, really big. Why? Because of Biggie Smalls. That's why he kind of got put on the map because Biggie was the one that that Diddy was relevant. Then Biggie put him over the top to where people were gonna listen to everything and anything that Big that Diddy had to say. I, that's just my opinion, and I think it's true because that that's how big Biggie was at that point. So he kind of lifted him up to that point of where he was at and then diddy then was able to be noticed and then come out with so many things and do so many things because big what's kinda, your point that he's not he shouldn't he shouldn't get as, as much recognition as he does i don't think i don't think he's that <laughs> he's a pro, he's a producer he makes talent he makes people famous making the band he he's had made, he, he's broken he had a lot of people's shows, careers two tv shows on him making a band and making like a t- a group of people and they both all yeah all no, of I that flopped. You, i think you're not giving him enough respect. all of that flopped that what F- flopped dave the, making the band shows was some of the biggest things on tv MT- at the time they was out they was on mtv right Dev, they were watched by millions those of people groups, and they still those groups are dave Chappelle garbage. did a whole skit about them in in his show those groups are garbage it doesn't the music is the is the least of it it's, it's him. He draws attention to himself. He's he's right. he makes things popular. He's a popular person, and he understands popularity bit more than anything else. So it's not just the music. And also, don't try to disparage the music. Like, yeah, maybe them them acts didn't have much success, but he made them make some good songs, and they got some notoriety just off the strength of who he is. And he did end up breaking. By the way, one of the biggest. Or helped develop and create the image of one of the biggest artists, hip hop artists ever, and Biggie. I think Biggie did that on his but own. But also Mace, also Lil Kim, Biggie, also Craig Mack, <laughs> <laughs> the Treacherous Three, as I like to call them. How are you gonna say Lil Kim, Biggie, Mace, Craig Mack? <laughs> also G Depp, <laughs> Shine. Wasn't Loon somebody? Loon. <laughs> J-Lo <laughs> Come on man Don't disrespect Diddy like nah, that I don't know man But the last thing I'm gonna say Before we move on uh-huh. From J. Cole Is <clears throat> He has this Unique thing that he does Where he toes the line Between like Cause you know Hip hop is largely based on Feeling like you're giving Insight into the street life Yes And like J. Cole Really toes the line Delicately between I really wasn't ever In the streets But I know of the streets Yeah and that's all through this album, which I think is hilarious that he can like rap about stuff, but it's not really him. It's it's a lot like I saw things around me happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think yeah. I just think that's hilarious. Like yeah. he was like he said a, in one of his verses where he was like, "I shot a gun through a tree one time, and I think yeah, I might have hit somebody." And the punch in the clock thing. And then I ran because yeah. I was scared. Yeah, he right. He said he he shot he shot the uh, the bullets hit the leaves or the bullets went through the leaves and hit somebody randomly. See, randomly calamity. <laughs> canopy he was raining them ease but that's what he said in that song and yeah it's it's weird it's so it's like, like oh you just fired off a gun into yeah open space and, and then, then the, you got scared the song uh let go my hand is the one i think that he talks about diddy right that the rumble that he had with diddy but he also talks about like when he was growing up he was scared that somebody was gonna steal him like yeah he was like somebody I, was gonna I used to up. put up a, a uh you know tough facade or whatever so that people wouldn't mess with me but sometimes people would pull my card and I would have to rumble. And he's like, I had a couple wins, a couple losses, blah, blah, blah. So he basically, in every song, he's always saying, like, I'm not really about the street life. 
I was but around he, it though. But he presents it in a way that makes it feel like because, like I said, that I ninety five South. That sounds like a real like hood track. Yeah. But a lot of times he'll say stuff like, "Oh yeah, I got people that'll do this, that, and the third to you. They'll make they'll put eggshells all around the ground, make the Easter Bunny proud." Remember that? <laughs> he said that yeah. in Evers. Yeah. He said, I leave shells all around, make the Easter Bunny proud. Blah, blah, blah. He like, said, I put an M on your head. Now you Luigi brothers now. Right. Mario. <laughs> oh, wrong one. I meant to give him an applause. All right. So you're talking about Kendrick. You're, you're, you're looking forward more to Kendrick than J. Cole. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need you to stop right there. Stop disrespecting J. Cole. I'm not disrespecting J. Cole. I think J. Cole's a great. I think this is something think, we've debated about for a minute. Kendrick is better. This is something we debated about for a minute. Now we got to bring it to the cruise control. You know, we're going to. You talk need about to give J. Cole the respect. He is. I do. Listen to me. I'm going to make a statement right now. Okay. J. Cole is the best artist of this hip hop generation. He's bigger than Kendrick. He's bigger than Drake. You know what? Scratch the word bigger. He's better. He's better at rapping. He's a better artist. Than Kendrick? Yes. He makes better songs. I like his rap style better. Don't press my soundboard, Dad. This is me over here. That's what I really got to think about that, dude. That's what I really got to say about I that. I like his songs better. Okay? He's a better overall artist. All right. All right. Kendrick is great. I'm, 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 but Kendrick, to me, this is, like the, this is like the same debate we have when we talk about... Um, I don't know, like whoever versus when you love Big Pun. Like you love you love Big Pun, right? Yeah, he's one of my favorite ever. Okay. Big Pun is great, but there's some issues with his songs because some of them are like his flow is too fast or it's too his rhyme scheme is too complex, too convoluted. Dave, we're doing Kendrick suffers from the same thing. No. We're doing all this we're doing all this chit chat and I'm not I'm not with the I'm not with the Let's let's keep talking about let's chit chat. Let's just put it on the table. Let's just let's just right, jump bet. into our top five right now. All right, bet and do it like it is. Kendrick versus J Cole. I would be representing Team Kendrick. You will be representing Team J Cole, and we are gonna do our top five songs from each rapper. Now, Dave, you won last week, so you do have the privilege of choosing who goes first this week. In this top five Kendrick versus J. Cole songs of all time. Now, we're talking about their specific songs. We're not talking about verses that they were featured on. We're not talking about, you know, hooks that they did. We're talking about their own songs that came off of their albums. Right. All right. Um, you know what? I usually make you go first. So I'm going to switch it up this week. And I'm going to go first. Okay. Let's go. So I'm representing J. Cole in this Kendrick vs. Cole top five favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number five for me, Dev, I'm going to start it out like this. I'm going to just hit you with, with something. Uh, I'm going to just hit you with a nice little uh, uppercut haymaker off rip. First round. Okay. First 30 seconds of the match. Let's get it. Oh. 
Now I was barely 17 with a pocket full of hope, screaming dollar in a dream with my closet looking broke and my niggas looking clean, getting caught up with that dope. Have you ever served a fiend with a pocket full of soap? Nigga, I could tell you things that you probably shouldn't know. Have you ever heard the screams when the body hit the flow? Flashbacks to the pain, waking up cold sweat, six o'clock in the morning, gotta hit the boat flex, get my weight up on the block, keep watch for the cops. Coming in at number five for me, that's Immortal by J. Cole. That's off the uh, Thief? For Your Eyes Only album. And listen, reason I love that song, mm-hmm. that beat, grimy. That beat, he just jumps right into it with the with the rapping. Love his flow on there. And have you ever heard the sound when the body hit the floor, Dev? No. Yep. Then he, he was waking <laughs> up. He had cold sweats. So you know what he had to do? Hit the bow flex. <laughs> 6 a.m. You don't know that life, Dad. He started working out. <laughs> he just started on the Bowflex at 6 a.m. After hearing the bodies hit the floor. Come on, Dev. Immortal's a tough song. I love that song because his flow on it is crazy. The visuals that he gives you with the rhyming. And again, Dev, I got to make the point again. Mm. Cole is a better rapper because... He's understandable. It's so important for a rapper to be clearly articulated in an in a track. Now, what you're about to do next is play some Kendrick John where he's talking like through a fish filter or something in outer space. So why don't you go ahead and start with your number five? Okay. So thank you for playing that song. That was enlightening. <laughs> let, let me play some real music for the people. And you can see it on the screen. That's why he's smiling. That's so you know what's coming up next. This might be one of the best, and I'm gonna fat, I'm gonna play a beginning, and I'm gonna play it in the middle. This might be one of the best beat switch ups in hip hop history. This might be one of the best beat switch ups in hip hop history, and this might be one of the hardest songs. As soon as the beat drops, I I, I have yet to meet a person who cannot bang their head to this song. This is coming off of Kendrick's first album, Good Kid, Mad City. And for my number five, I'm coming in with one of his most known songs of all time, Mad City. If Pyros and Crips all got along, they probably got me down by the end of the song. Seem like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear yak, 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 yak. Men down, where you from? Yourself, I take you on a trip down memory lane. This is not a rapper, I'm slinking crack or moon cocaine. This is cold as second, plenty cognac and major pain. Not the drill sergeant, but the stress that weighing on your brain. It was me, El Boogie, Yang Yang, YG, Lucky, ride down Rosecrans. It got ugly, waving your hand out the window. Check yourself, uh, warriors and Conan's hope euphoria can slow dance with society. The driver's seat, the first one to get killed. Okay, so just to rebuttal that trash that came out of your fat lips, just to rebuttal all that nonsense Kendrick those were easily decipherable words and I think decipherable is a word I just made up but I could tell those lyrics off rip there was nothing weird about them nothing wanky nothing wonky there was nothing wrong with those lyrics you could recite those lyrics back to me word for word and you've heard this song plenty of times so I know that for a fact now let's get into the juicy part of this song Dave let's get into the Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said this is cul-de-sac and plenty cognac or major pain. Okay. 
Not a drill sergeant, but the stress that's weighing on your brain. Fire. Then he said, this is me on Boogie Yeah, yo. <laughs> Watching Wuggly Wagon, no chance. Oh, Dave. You know what <laughs> yeah. he said. He said some random boy from the streets. You can't. He said, this is me on Boogie Yeah, yo. Watching Wuggly Wagon, Roach Cancer, and the Ugly Weaving, your hand out the window. Check yourself on. <laughs> Come on, Dad. What does that mean? Come on, Dave. I don't want to hear that nonsense, bro. I do not want to hear that. This is cul de sac. What does that mean? Hold on. Cul de sac? You never watched Ed and Eddie? Dev. No, this is cul de sac. What does that sentence mean? This is cul de sac. His sack was cold. <laughs> Shut up. Listen, I'm, it's. Come on. Everybody knows Man City is a vibe. <laughs> That's what Everybody I'm knows it's one of the best albums of all time. But, I mean, if I'm comparing apples to oranges, I'm just saying Kendrick has a little bit more of a. You got to kind of have a degree in hip hop to understand it. Is all I'm saying. Nah, I, I I disagree highly. Now let's go to this beat switch up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of it because I want to make sure I'm in the right part of the song. So. Oh, that was right. <laughs> I didn't even know that that's what it was gonna be. So I'm a, I'm gonna rewind it a little bit. Let me give you this quick beat switch up in this song. Wake your punk ass up. Fresh out of school, cause I was a high school grad Sleeping in the living room of my mama's bed Reality struck, I seen a white car crash Hit the light pole, two niggas hopped out on foot and dashed My pop said I needed a job, I thought I believed him Come on, Dave, what he said? Go ahead, what he said? Huh? Go ahead, say something Anything else to say about your number five? Say something Fried you Number five came out with a classic, dude Came out with a song that so many people know Box jumps off rip. <laughs> that song is a classic. Mad City is my number five best Kendrick Lamar song of all time. All right. Let's get it. Coming in at number four for me. This is my number four favorite J. Cole song. And mind you, this album, the, the album that this song is from, mm-hmm. I have about three three songs from that <laughs> album. Because it was Maze Balls. I already know this album, so but listen, I this is my number four that. track. This one right here, Pure Fuego Bars. Okay. This is my number four, Dad. I'ma just let the whole I'ma just let the whole first verse rock. And I ain't even gonna say no analysis after. <laughs> Turn your radios up to level 10, let's go! Nigga, why you acting like a Know that I'ma ride for you, eat away and go Tell me, girl, why you be stressing me for time? When you tell me you love me, can't you say I'm trying to climb? Damn, my nigga, why you act like a bitch? If you scared to take a chance, how the fuck we gon' get rich? Come here, baby, why you always insecure? Hold on tight to a nigga and be sure yeah. Ain't no way around it no more, I am the greatest Lot of niggas sat on the throne, I am the latest, I am the bravest Go toe to toe with the giants, I ain't afraid of you niggas Island of fading, you niggas, for it's all said and done This nigga need better son, my Uzi it weighed a ton I need me a better gun, in fact I just might need two Cause niggas say they the one, and I got something to prove Forgive me Lord, here they come, blah Nigga why you acting like a hoe? Know that I'm a ride for you, either way 
I, I told you earlier in the episode, I love when artists do that. I love when artists take that that one part of the rhyme and make it and stretch it out throughout the whole verse. Uh, I like it. I like that song. <laughs> I do like that song. <laughs> I like that verse. <laughs> Are you going to say something about it? No, I said no comment. Oh, okay. You're not going to talk about when he talks about I white said people? presented without analysis. <laughs> All right, then. That was Dave's number <laughs> What's four. What's wrong with you? Good argument. You're looking at me like, what I'm am I going to say? Because this is like a debate. Like, this is a debate episode. So when you it debate, ain't nothing to debate when I just laid words. fuego on you. You say words out your The song is called Fire Squad. <laughs> All right. What you need? Some medicine? <laughs> My whales, they weigh a ton? <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. I'm going to switch the vibe up a little bit. We've been going too back and forth with the lyrics, with, with you know, with the kind of the hyper music, the pump up music. I'm going to switch the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Let's. If you fried, if you're trying to chill, this is the perfect song to just vibe out on. This is the perfect song to just relax to. A little song called Money Trees. Hey, listen, if you eating In-N-Out Burger right now, <laughs> chilling, turn your radio up to level 10. Let's get it. This is like the perfect vibe out song, dude. If you're on your way to work to the ear, nose, and throat clinic... <laughs> And you try to turn up on a Monday. Let's get it. Turn your radio up. Let's go. Uh, me and my niggas trying to get it, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Hit that house, yeah, they tell me, is you with it, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, Home bitch. invasion was persuasive. Was persuasive. Was persuasive. From nine to five, I know it's vacant, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Dreams yeah, bitch. of living life like rappers do. Like rappers do. Like rappers. Do. Back when condom rappers wasn't cool. They wasn't cool. They wasn't. I fucked Shireen and went to tell my bros. Tell my bros. Then Usher rain and let it burn came on That burn came on, that burn came on I start falling, I start rhyming, yeah bitch Yeah bitch Park the car, then we start rhyming, yeah bitch Yeah bitch The only thing we had to free our mind Free our mind then freeze that verse when we see dollar signs You looking like an easy come up, yeah, bitch Yeah, bitch Hey, Silver Spoon, I know you come from, yeah, bitch Yeah, bitch And that's a lifestyle that we never knew We never knew Go at a rabbit for the rabbit go Holly Berry or Hallelujah Pick your poison, tell me what you do Everybody go respect the shooter and that burn came home, Dave. <laughs> you know what happens when that burn come home, dude. Oh no, oh no. Money trees, Kendrick Lamar. What are you talking about? J-Rock. That burn came home, huh? He said, he said, Usher Raymond's "Let It Burn" came on. <laughs> I thought he said that burn came home. Look, you don't even know the lyrics, man. <laughs> come on, disqualified for I number got, four. I thought he got burnt out, man, by by Shireen, man. He and that's to- and that's what I mean. If he said that, what you just said, that's stupid. That burn came home. What a, a human a flame! Does a human torch just came on? Uh, that burn when you get burnt, dude. No, that's a nutty way to say that. J Cole would have been like, "She came, she was burnt, and she made love to me." <laughs> Real simple, articulate. Shut up. Real clear. I understand. Oh, money, you, money, oh. money, money. Trees is a top song. That burn came from, on. from Kendrick Lamar, and it's a, that was on again his first album, 
or his second album, I'm sorry, because his first album was Section 80, but his second mainstream album, which was Good Kid, Mad City, Money Trees, is such a chilled out, relaxing song. So many people know that song, and you could play that anywhere, man. It's just a vibe. So Money Trees coming in at number four for me for my top five songs from Kendrick Lamar. All right, coming in at number three for me. Moving on to number three. Now, this is something that J. Cole clearly, Def, look at my lips, clearly <laughs> does better than Kendrick. Okay. And that makes the songs for the ladies. Coming in at number three for me, man, is this heat rock right here. Come on, Def. I knew this was coming. All I'm singing I knew this is love songs. She got me up all night. Constant drinking and love songs. She got me up all night. Down and out with these love Ladies, this one for you right here. Turn your radios up and let's just go. Got me up all night. Yeah. All I'm saying is love songs. She got me up all night. Yeah. Constant drinking and love songs. She got me up all night. Yeah. Okay, back when I was sleeping in my mama crib Even back when I was up there in my homie crib Paying 1700 for the rent Money well spent, no heater But a nigga made heat, may I vent? Had a thing for you Even wrote the song Dreams for you Cause I had dreams for your thoughts of a ring For your childish shit You know childish shit Anonymous flower scent You know coward shit Now a nigga signed a hoe Took a power trip Back home, I'm grown now And the city's my throne now, huh? The same clubs that I used to get tossed out Life got crisscrossed, totally crossed out Cause now I'm in this bitch and I'm totally bossed out Old chicks crying cause they know that they lost out But I'm still on you, I'm still on you My drinks fell on me while I fell on you I'm saying Would you believe me if I said I'm in love Baby, I want you to want Oh, you gonna cut the Miguel part off? Believe Listen, me. that's just a little taste of the heat rock The one taste? Coming in at number three for me is Power Trip Featuring Miguel, who you just heard singing the the chorus <laughs> Listen What's up I'm gonna say it simple like this J-, J. Cole was much better At doing songs for the ladies Or that 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 deals with love That has that love element to it He's just much better at it Than Kendrick Dev I'm sorry to say Kendrick got a couple joints But not to the level That J. Cole can do it He hears that Secondly For those who are interested And you have some time Some free time Go on YouTube And look up Making Power Trip and there's a video of J. Cole making the beat. People don't understand that J. Cole is a producer as well. And he makes a lot of his own beats. And to me, producers are like our modern day composers like Beethoven and Mozart. Like if you can make a beat from scratch in your head and turn it on to something that you can play on the radio, that's like a hip hop song with all the intricacies and the layers of different sounds. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And the way he made this beat was amazing. It's a beautiful thing to see. So go watch that if you have time. But Dev, that track, come on. I like it. I like the track. I never said I didn't like the track. All right. <laughs> I, I like the track. Okay. It's a good track. <laughs> the track liked by me. <laughs> okay. Did you like it though? Uh, I liked it. Um, 
All right, Dave, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that was your number three, right? Yes, sir. That's a good number three. That is a great number three. I love that song. I actually was wondering if you were going to pull that one out because I know Cole has a lot, but that is a great song and it was a radio hit. But Kendrick got more radio hits than J. Cole, if I do say so myself. Mm. Why are you upset? (laughs) (laughs) This was Kendrick's first big radio hit. I think this was, when did this... Good Kid, Mad City came out uh, in 2012. So Good Kid, Mad City came out in 2012, and this was Kendrick's first big radio hit. Swimming pools. I remember this. I remember this. I think I was in. I think it was high school. Yeah, this came out in high school, junior year. It was. It was. I was already an adult. Hold up. <laughs> Sit down. Stand up. All my adults, turn your radios up to level 10. Let's go. Around some people living their life in bottles. Granddaddy had the golden flash backstroke every day in Chicago. Some people like the way it feels. Some people want to kill their sorrow. Some people want to fit in with the popular. That was my problem. I was in a dark room, loud tombs, looking to make a vow soon. That I'ma get fucked up, filling up my cup. I see the crowd mood changing by the minute. And the record on repeat. Took a sip, then another sip. Then somebody said to me, Nigga, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'ma show you how to turn. Come on, man. That swimming pool's right there, and I know that that got to take you back to when you were an adult. <laughs> that takes me back to when I was an adult. Because I know for a fact, I know for a fact that swimming pools was played everywhere, dude. I remember being in high school, and that song was played every all along all along the radio. The you know when we played <laughs> when we at practices for our football games everywhere, dude. It just made you think about all the times you was in a swimming pool of drink, right? <laughs> When you was in high school? It just was it was just a vibe, dude. Like all these Kendrick songs, one thing about Kendrick is he's gonna give you that chilled, relaxed vibe and it's gonna be a good song. It's not gonna right. be nothing too much, it's not gonna be something too crazy or too corny. It's gonna be just a relaxed vibe. And swimming pools, everybody knows that song, dude. Every single person you talk to knows that song. I don't know. If I if I go right now outside. I don't think grandma knows this song. Grandma, yeah. Yeah, she does. Grandma. They played it on um on Telemundo. On Telemundo. La Mega se pega. <laughs> um, I don't like the way he said popular. Uh, I, all right. <laughs> okay, what's your number two? <laughs> if that's well, your, well, if that's your only f- argument against this song, <laughs> what's your number two? <laughs> popular. I was like. God, I just no. Um, so where do you think we are so far with regard to J Cole versus Good Kid, Mad City album? Because that's all you've played, by the way. This album was tough. <laughs> you literally said I got three songs off of Dude, one J doing, Cole album. We doing Kendrick versus J hey, Cole. You literally said I got three songs off one J Cole album, and this is my three. I might have been lying. 
I only did three that, songs. That I had Power Trip. That means you're two and one off raw for Four Hills Drive. I had Power Trip, Four Hills Drive, and Immortal. Up. Come on, Dad. Four Hills Drive coming up. <laughs> Come on. All right, dude. coming in at number two for me, man. Off 2014, Four Hills Drive. <laughs> Coming in at number two for me. You funny man. This was hard to pick. This was hard to pick between these two to, to which one was one, which one was two. But I'm going with this one at two. This one got bars, meaning, spirituality, <laughs> sex. Ooh. Say like, I don't know if it got sex, but I, I know the two songs too. This is my number two right here, man. Yeah. Let me hear that. This would have been my number one if I was on J. Cole. Oh, but you're not. <laughs> I love this song. I like this song. This is my favorite J. Cole song of all time. Everybody digging holes in, in the earth today. <laughs> Put your twos up. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. Since we're young and now we dream of getting rich. Rich. Look at me, my nigga. Fantasize about a white picket fence. Rich. Trees, my nigga used to want a pathfinder with some tents. That's all I need, my nigga. Throw some 20s on that bitch and get it rinsed. But now I see, my nigga, that the world's a lot bigger ever since. Picked up the paper and they say, my nigga, Eddie caught a body, I'm convinced. Anybody is a killer, all you gotta do is push him to the lips. Being timid in the civic politicking with the pushers and the pimps. I'm trying to write a story. Can I get a glimpse? And can I get a glimpse? Last night I had a bad dream. That I was trapped in the city. Then I asked, is that really such a bad thing? They robbing niggas on the daily. Can you blame a nigga that ain't ever had things? What's the value of the thing? Guess not. <laughs> Last night, they put up on my nigga oh, at the light light. Uh, nice watch. Run it. Hands in the Come on, Dev. What's the value of a thing? <laughs> he had that random. <laughs> Kale, can you say what's the value of a thing into this mic? <laughs> Sorry, Cole. What's the value of a thing? <laughs> Dad, that was just his voice slowed down, Dad, and lowered and stuff. <laughs> Why would he go get a bowl to say that? <laughs> what did you want me to say? Hmm, that's weird. The value right. of a thing? <laughs> and then the boy had to do several takes of it. Hmm, what's the value of a thing? <laughs> that's too that's too hot. Uh, less question marking. Say it more as a statement. Oh, I got you. What's the value of a thing? <laughs> you emphasized the wrong part of it. Try it again. What's the value of a thing? That's it. That's too fast. <laughs> What's the value of a thing? <laughs> nah. Yo, he said he never had things in general. <laughs> Cole said he had no things. You don't know what his life is like to have no things, Dad. I will say this. I will say this. I, I said it already. That is my favorite J. Cole song of all time. I love that song, dude. So I can't argue with that song. I, I couldn't. I can't argue with any of these songs because I'm such a big fan of both of these artists. Like. I, I can't argue with any of these songs, but um, coming in number two for me, Dave. And this is, again, Good Kid, Mad City, a great album. Oh, four classic songs that nobody could disagree with. That's all I'm saying. My number one is not off this album, but my number two is. And this song was so fire that Jay-Z had to 
call Kendrick and say, yo, I need to get on the remix of this song. This was Kendrick's, as a young artist, Jay-Z called them and said, I need to get on the remix of this song. Come on, Dave. Yo, come on, bro. You already know what the song is. You already know what it be. This right here, excuse my language to all my family members, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe by Kendrick Lamar. Yo, if you're on your way to work right now to unjustly arrest a black man, <laughs> turn your radio up to level 10. Let's go! to be famous I don't know what he was saying there oh you don't no <laughs> popular Dave <laughs> bitch you killing my vibe right now Dave. you killing my whole vibe that's bitch don't kill my vibe by Kendrick Lamar like I said Jay-Z was on the remix that's how great that song was that it was recognized by one of the goats of hip hop he said I need to get on and the remix is even better because Jay-Z and Kendrick kind of matched their matched their um, uh, hip hop uh me and my spouse ly- ly- lyricism and they just go off on that song Blouse. and it's great to hear and again another song that you can just vibe to another song that was played on the radio so many times this don't kill my vibe is my number two Kendrick right. Lamar song of all time now so before we get to number before yes, we get to number one yes 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 in the J. Cole versus Good Kid Mad City debate we got some honorable mentions because this was tough, Dev. This was a oh yeah. You can't just pick five in this top five. So my honorable mention, we're talking about favorites from our from these artists of their songs. This one might sh- surprise you a little bit, Dev, but okay. For me, this song right here, it just goes, dude. Go it ahead. just goes. I'm trying to hear it. This is my honorable mention for J Cole's top songs ever. I am surprised But the beat is tough And the bars Let's not get it twisted If you an aspiring pharmacist Turn your radio up to level 10 right now Let's go Sometimes I brag like ho. 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 Sometim
brag like ho. That's my honorable mention for Luminati. Mm. Ville Luminati. I love it. I'm a fan of that song. I wouldn't put it up there as an honorable mention, um, but I'm a big fan of that song. I don't think it's up there with the honorable mentions, though. I mean, it's tough to pick. There's several. Yeah. Honorable, I could probably do another five yeah. of just honorable mentions. We could do a top or we should have did a top, top ten. <laughs> yeah, that really, because these artists are yeah. just crazy. Yeah. But for me personally, Dev, that's my honorable mention because... I love the Biggie sample on that song. Mm-hmm. The beat is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I like I said, for me, the thing that defines J. Cole is just his ability his rap ability. Like he's a rapper's rapper. He got flow. He fits right in the pocket of the beat. Yes. He got crazy bars. The lyrics are, are again articulate. You can understand what he's saying. And it's just got that bite to it. Again, that's why I favor personally J. Cole over Kendrick. For that, for that reason, right there. What's your honorable mention? Okay, Dave, I, I respect that. I respect that song. I like that song. Like I said, I'm a, I'm already a huge fan of the artist. So I, anything that you kind of play at this point, I'm gonna enjoy. This song right here, though, for my honorable mention. Um, again, I think that's it's kind of the vibe that you're coming with. You, you had a personal favorite of yours. I remember when this song dropped. It just put me in a zone where I was like. Like, I'm just, I want to rumble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to rumble Diddy. You know, that was just my, my my thought process when I first heard this song. And I think you sent it to me because I was, it was a late night. He released it late before the album came out. This comes off his To Pimp a Butterfly album. And this song right here, man, it's called The Black of the Berry. This beat drop. To all my nurses, all you nurses, turn the radios up to level 10. Let's go. <laughs> I'm the biggest hypocrite in 2015. Once I finish this, witnesses will convey just what I mean. Been feeling this way since I was 16. Came to my senses. You never liked this anyway. Fuck your friendship. I meant it. I'm African American. I'm African. I'm black as the moon. Heritage of a small village. Part of my residence. Came from the bottom of mankind. My hair is nappy. My dick is big. My nose is round and wide. You hate me, don't you? That's a perfect way to put the volume down on that point. <laughs> That's Dev's most relatable song. <laughs> you relate to that song, Dev? I love that song, man. 
that beat is tough. The the way the aggression that he comes on with it, that's one of those songs where it's like a feeling song. Like you get upset, and throughout the whole song, he just talks about. How- As an African American, you feel like that really connects with you. Yeah, yeah. My nose is round and wide. My hair is nappy. Thick as. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever tell me that. Don't even say it low, yo. Ew. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, man. All no, right, let's get into I these number one. Oh, number one. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with it. Number one for me Sick. might be a little with bit of a surprise, but it's coming off the 2014 Forest Hills Drive album, <laughs> which is one of the best albums ever created front to back. No skips necessary. This is my number one J. Cole song. Let's get it. Yo. Listen. You are now turned into the Cruise Control Podcast. You're turned in, now tune in. Turn your radios up to level 11. Let's go. First things first, rest in peace, sucker fear. First. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. <laughs> For fear, listen, even back when we was broke, my team ill. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to him, nigga. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. 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 No role models, and I'm here right now. No role models to speak of Searching through my memory My memory, I couldn't find one Last night I was getting my feet rubbed By the baddest bitch Not Trina, but I swear to God This bitch will make you call your girl up And tell her, hey, what's good? Sorry I'm never coming home I'ma stay for good Then hang the phone up And proceed to lay the wood I came fast like 911 In white neighborhoods Ain't got no shame about it She think I'm spoiled and I'm rich Cause I can have any bitch I got defensive and said Nah, I was the same without it But then I thought back Back to a better me before I was a B-list celebrity, before I started calling... Come on, Dad. <sighs> Classic. Now, what artists you know can make a claim that Martin Luther King would have been on his his record label, <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Come on, Dad. That's pure excellence on there. He starts out the verse by giving a shout-out and a rest in peace to Uncle Phil, a fictional character... <laughs> From the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> but then he made a poignant statement. He said, he you're the very, only father that I ever knew. He was very poignant. He was so poignant. <laughs> he got poignant, poignant. You know what I mean? You're the only father that I ever knew. He's basically saying, I was raised, since I didn't have a father figure in my life, I was raised by some of the father figures I saw on TV. Uh-huh. And if he said if he if he get his girl pregnant, I'm gonna be a better you. That's true. That means he's gonna move to Bel Air. <laughs> this is a story. <laughs> and life turned twist up all side down, whatever he said. <laughs> and my life got tip turned upside down. All right, Dave. I like that song again. But wait, wait, wait. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville, Dave. <laughs> Let's not forget that. That's my number one J. Cole song. I got you, bro. No role models. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved, Dev. I got you. You be going on Tinder trying to save all these women on Bumble, (laughs) Grindr, 
You be trying to save them. You be sending them pictures of your dog and stuff. Connecting with Egyptians, Palestinians, Israelis. You on both sides of the you on both sides of the conflict. You a nut. Palestinians, Israelis. Come on, man. You on both sides of the Gaza with it. Egypt. Turkey. That, Turkish baths. That had nothing to do with Kashmir <laughs> J. Cole. You know what I mean? You out here, don't save them, Dev. They don't want to be saved. That's what J. Cole said. All right. Let's get it. Shout out to J. Cole. Another amazing song. But my number one Kendrick song of all time comes from his uh, last... Good kid, man, city. <laughs> no, it comes from his last album, Damn. That was crazy. Damn came out, I think, 2018, and that was his last album. Oh, guess who had their last album 2018 before they came out this year? That's what I'm saying. I hope Kendrick, mm-hmm. I hope Kendrick does that. But coming off his last album, Damn, this song has a billion, 1.5 billion listens on Spotify, and that's just strictly off Spotify. I only got one thing to say to you and one thing only, Dave. When, you, when you're talking about Kendrick and you're talking about his raps and you're talking about everything else I need you to just do one thing and just be humble bro nobody pray for me it been a day for me yeah yeah hey I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances but this a nigga with some counterfeits but now I'm counting this parmesan with my accountant lives in fact I'm down in this you say with my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst girl I can buy your Westie My left stroke just went viral Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note It's levels to it, you and I know Bitch, be humble Hold up, bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Come on, Dave I need you to sit down and just be humble right there Cause that right there, again When it comes to songs Radio Hit Kendrick had so many of them, Jones, dude. And off just is just off of Spotify, 1.5 billion. 1.5 that is a crazy amount of streams. (laughs) 1.5 billion streams. You know how many people was being humble, dude? You know how many people was, and this is his most most streamed song. And I I like this song a lot. I I really do. And and like we said, we were going to strictly songs. If we were doing verses, if we were doing lyrics, it would have probably been a different list for both of us. But strictly songs, the radio play on this song, just the amount of the impact that it had when it came out and how it's still relevant to this day. Humble, Kendrick Lamar is my number one song from that from him. Tough right, list. Listen, listen. Tough list. We're going to see. This is, the, this is going to be an interesting week because for anybody who listens to both these artists... Or who even if you're just a casual listener, you don't really know, but maybe the songs that we played are going to inform your vote. This week, when you vote, I'm very curious, Deb, to see where our listeners stand. Yeah, because this is this is an interesting just these are two the two top artists, dude. These right. are just the two top out right now. This is personally our opinion. Some people might say Drake. 
some people might have you know little baby or something like that but i think kendrick and j cole i think you agree with me on this they're just on a different level when it comes to music yeah i think they're always going to be kind of uh, uh compared to each other because of the era they're in and coming up similar time and kind of their, their position but this week when you when we post the top five i want to hear what people think who won this week who picked the better songs for with j cole versus kendrick Devin's excited. He wants to see Kendrick come out with something this year, hoping that he comes out with something. My prediction is something will come out by the fall at, a, at, a, at, a, at the I latest. Hope it's like two, three months, man. By That's the fall at the latest. Yeah. I think he's going to let Cole kind of sizzle for the summer and then he's going to come back in the fall. And flame me up. And um, we're going to see, man. We're going to see what the people think. We're going to let the people vote. And uh, for those out there who are voting, you already know where to find us at. Find me on Instagram at DevFu, D-E-V-P-H-O-O. Find Dave at Instagram, Dave Cruz 267 Or you can follow the podcast, Cruz underscore, or at Cruz underscore control pod. Um, if you don't have an Instagram, follow us on Facebook, Dave Cruz and Dev Cruz. This has been episode 37 of the Cruise Control. Again, like we say every episode, we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening in. Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. We are getting back on schedule. We are getting back to No, Monday. that is the schedule. We're getting that's what I'm saying. Back we tried to it out. Yeah. And that's the solid schedule. Yep. Also check us out at our website, www.educationconnection.com. <laughs> you can go get an education for free <laughs> if you just sign up. It's gonna be a white girl there. She's gonna tell you exactly what to do. Also, Dev. What's up, baby? We are thinking of making a Facebook fan page so that for our people on Facebook who don't have Instagram, they can follow the pod to see all of our posts. Mm-hmm. You know, see all of our polls that we put up. You know what I mean? Listen, we putting our polls up. We taking our polls out, putting them up. Because that's how we get it. All right, Dave. That's a, that's, that's a wrap for the episode. Like I always ask you, dude. It's the end of the episode. What we leaving on, man? What's the Come song? Come on, man. You know what we doing. We celebrating J. Cole today. Okay. Okay. We celebrating the new album, the off season. Well, come on. Give me a song. So, uh, Any song. What comes off the top of your head? So why don't you go ahead and give me, the, since, since we closing out the episode, give me the closeout song of the album. Okay. I got you. That's a good that's a good one. This song right here is called Hunger on the Hillside off J. Cole's new album, The Off Season. <laughs> J. Cole. What I do? J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole. His brother. Ar- <laughs> Yo, J. Cool. (laughs) This is J. Cool's new album, Swaggy Time. (laughs) What did J. Cool say in that deep voice? Out of things. What's the value of a thing? (laughs) The off season, J. Cole's new album, Hunger on the Hillside. Thank you guys for listening in. You know we love y'all. Keep your head strong If I quit now then I'm dead wrong 
Fighting off this hunger for hours Big step, a nigga don't get stepped on The money might fade, but respect don't Still gonna be me when success gone I don't speak the language of cowards I walk through the flame like I'm Teflon